0: Thank mm-hmm. you. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Daily Energy Newsbeat Stand-Up here on this gorgeous Thursday, September 14th, 2023. As always, I'm your humble correspondent, Michael Tanner, coming to you from an undisclosed location here in Dallas, Texas. Stu is out on assignment today, so I am rocking a solo show. Going to be a little bit smaller, really only have one story to cover, Um, and then I'll dive in to some of the finance-related stuff and an M&A deal that actually just dropped. About twenty minutes ago, before I or about an hour and twenty minutes ago before I recorded this, so um, I'll bring you some light thoughts on that. We also have the EIA coming out with a pretty large crude storage build, but I want to start with the story oil market report for September 2023 that's out by the IEA. The quote of the article: "Quote beginning of the end of the fossil fuel era is approaching," says the IEA. Done, done, done. But as always, guys, before we dive into that. Check us out, world's greatest website www.energynewsbeat.com dashboard.energynewsbeat.com. You can email the show questions.energynewsbeat.com. Subscribe to us, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Hit us up at YouTube um, at Energy Newsbeat. If I was a sixteen-year-old YouTuber, I'd say smash that like button, but I'll refrain from doing that and just we appreciate everybody um who sits there and subscribes to the show. That's that's the best way to help us out. Let's go ahead and dive right in. We'll keep it quick today, guys. EIA this morning drops crude oil, market report for September 2023 as I mentioned the highlight beginning of the end of the fossil fuel era is approaching according to the IEA they go ahead and actually put out a uh, an op-ed in the Financial Times Fahit Briol, he's the IEA head the quote is the world is on the cusp of his storming historic turning point peaks for the three fossil fuels are a welcome sight interesting the IEA it's welcome sight the fossil fuels are going down interesting and I get any money from Saudi I'll tell you that much showing that the shift to a clean Cleaner, more secure energy systems is speeding up and that, that effort avoids the worst effects of climate change that are incoming. Let's go ahead and read the top line numbers. The world oil demand, according to the IEA, remains on track to grow by 2.2 million barrels per day in 2023 uh, to just below the record of 102 million at 101.8 million barrels per day in 2023, mainly led by a resurgence in Chinese consumption, uh, jet fuel and petrochemical feedstocks. China will dominate the overall increase to 101.8 or 102.8 million barrels per day um, and that's based on a below trend GDP growth the extension of those output cuts by Russia and Saudi Arabia through the end of the year are going to have a, are going lock in a substantial market deficit what they don't tell you is that means prices are up they just tell you there's a market deficit they don't necessarily tell you prices are going to go up we do know that Russian uh, they also mentioned Russian oil export revenue surged by 1.8 billion to 17.1 billion in August as higher prices have more than offset their lower shipments, even though they did ease exports by uh, 150,000 barrels per day to uh, 7.2 million barrels, um, which is again, below their average shipments both to China and India slumped as well. Refining margins did hit eight month high as they did struggle again as refiners struggle to keep up with a lot of this demand. It's just really interesting though. Um, You know, this, you know, I think Fahit Brehold, this IEA, head, I'd recommend reading this article on Energy News. He mainly talks about the sooner than expected peak for fossil fuels was primarily driven by the specular growth, the spectacular growth of clean energy, including solar panels and electric vehicles. I mean, what what data is he looking at? This is just what I don't understand about the IEA. What data are they looking at? I, I don't know, because if you look around, it's like, Oh, where's Waldo on these solar panels? Where's Waldo on this EV adoption that we're all talking about? We just talked about a few days ago. Secretary Grammold can't even figure out how to take an EV from four state four states away, and they have to you know park in spot to make sure that there's enough charging ports to, so that she can get there on time. I, mean, I don't know what data this guy's looking at, but it's absolutely insane. You know, he did mention that this that in order to These projected declines are unfortunately nowhere near steep enough to put the world on path to limiting global warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius. This would require significant, stronger, and faster policy action by governments. So our friends at the IEA think we're all dead because oil and gas demand is going up. But by 2030, you're going to be off it. And that's an oversimplification. We're not going to be off it by 2030. They're saying it's going to peak and then slowly start declining. I just say I doubt that. When we look at the oil markets today, we actually saw a little bit of a slump today. It was it was a little bit of a uh, of of a surprise if only because the EIA, which is the Energy Information Administration here in the United States, they came out and actually showed a 4 million barrel rise in the crude oil uh, petroleum reserves. The, the, the API yesterday only only said about it was like 1 or 1. 1.2. So this this is about 3 million change to the upside. It's going to slightly hurt prices a little bit again. We've only edged down to 88.74 even though we're still at a 10-month high as refining hits um, its 2020 highs. We did see that also in those numbers. So all around, you know, okay for oil. We're a little choppy. I thought the only really interesting thing I saw from an oil side today, guys, Vital Energy, they come out and do three different agreements at the, or three different M&A deals at the same time. Henry Energy, Tall City Property and Maple Energy Holdings. Tall City and Henry, those are both Midland operators, private uh, family owned. Maple Energy is actually Riverstone. So a little liquidity event for the guys down there at Riverstone they can uh, enjoy their uh enjoy Bob's Steakhouse tonight. I'm sure they're eating well tonight. Um they're set to close fourth quarter of 2023. To give you guys an idea, this is about 53,000 net acres in total. of their uh, reserves are oil. So it's a little bit more of a gas-weighted asset Um, to give you guys an idea. um, Full 2024 oil production is expected to be somewhere about 55,000 barrels of oil per day, um, which is pretty crazy. Add somewhere between 100 to 150 gross high-value locations um, with an average break-even price of $50. So cut that number by 90%. That's the actual number. You know, acquisition sits at a, at a nice 2.9 times next 12 months it's EBITDAX. So you can read the read the fine print on what that means. But 2.9, again, we haven't quite seen the three. Who's going to pay three? We've seen two. We've seen about two and a half. We saw 2.9 with the Giddings, uh, Giddings deal earlier. We see Vital come in at 2.9. Who's going to be the one that breaks over the three times next 12 months cash flow? You know, the, Obviously, IR guy of the week, Vital Energy to significantly increase Permian Basin Scale through accretive transactions. Again, our favorite word on the show, guys. But that's really all I've got. It was a little quiet of a day. We'll, we'll give you a break from, from the climate hypocrisy, and we'll focus a little bit on some cool stuff going on in oil and gas, guys. Appreciate everybody interacting with the show as always email us questions energynewsbeat.com energynewsbeat.com. follow us subscribe to our youtube at energy newsbeat but for michael tanner guys i'll let you get out of here this is our last show you'll see uh uh we have a pot stew's podcast coming out tomorrow you'll hear the weekly recap on sunday or on saturday and then we'll see you monday folks have a great weekend